Joe, would you say it's spooky season? Oh, baby, it's always spooky season, and we are in it now. I was in re- it. I was really, really brokenhearted because uh, it was like last week Wednesday, and I was like, man, I don't have any beer. Uh, I'm, I drink much, much less beer than I have probably any other time in my life when I, right. uh, since I started drinking beer. I was just craving it. I was like, you know, I, I just want like a six-pack of something-something, right? Yeah. And I got a beer store two blocks up. I was like, I'll just go run to the quick beer store, see what they got on, on, uh, on for sale. So kids yeah. went to bed. I went up to go get a beer and, uh, and I saw it and it shocked here. me. It's here. Joe, I bought pumpkin beer in the beginning of August, not middle of in August, not late yeah. August, beginning of August. It's out there now. It's ready to go. Um, and what's that? What's that pumpkin beer called? This is pumpkin crush. Uh, Crusher. It's so long. <laughs> I have to literally rotate the can to read it. Pumpkin. Pumpkin Crusher. Crusher by Shorts. By their shorts. first pumpkin beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yes. I think, I think so. This is their first one. Yeah. I don't know. It's a new. It's a new one. If it's not their first one, it's, it's a, a new, new one. pumpkin beer. Um. Uh, great logo. Great design for the can. Great. Honestly, that's why I bought it. And I'm a sucker for beer marketing. Uh, if, oh, yeah. If it you looks gotta, good. If you got a good... It, so it's got to have two things for me to buy the beer. It has to have the right, like, flavors on the box, right? Like, yeah. it can't... You can't come at me with some wild, like, 30-year-aged bourbon barrel, air, <laughs> you know, ale that was, you know, infused with smoke. I'm not going to buy that. It's too much. But yeah, yeah. You hit me with a couple like it's a raspberry mango sour with a good can logo. All right, I'm in. Mm. I'm in. Yeah. Short, simple, yeah. good logo. That's what I need. This is what just do you think? Real pumpkin and spices. Oh, wait, oh, that's all it says, right? And um, then the logo is a pumpkin guy holding a gourd that looks like a football. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's got cargo shorts on. Well, cuz it's shorts brewing. Shorts, right? <laughs> what? Wild. Uh, it's pretty good. What's your overall? Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's a little bland. You know why? Pumpkin beer. If you go too heavy on the pumpkin, doesn't taste like anything. Pumpkin doesn't taste like much. Because pumpkin, yeah, just doesn't. the The flavor of pumpkin is not impressive in any way, shape, no. or form. So no, it's it's no. really hard to find that balance of you're either gonna make it taste like way too much spice. Or you're gonna yep. make it bland because you put too much pumpkin in it, uh, yep. and they just they, it's a, it's hard to find the right balance. Very few pumpkin beers that I've tried have, um, found mm-hmm. it. They're always either one or the other. This just happens to be a little bit too pumpkiny, um, and a little bland yeah. because of it. Me, I can taste the alcohol a little bit in that one, mm. but it's not too bad. I liked it. I drank it. It was my first pumpkin beer of the season. Uh, but now it's remember time. your now first. That's all. I- <laughs> <laughs> that's probably all I'm going to be drinking from now until uh December. I it's pine beer season. Oh god. I'm not ready for pine beer season. Um <laughs> the Shorts is probably the only brewery I follow their actual beer releases on. Like yeah. Most of the time I like, I follow them on Instagram. They announce them on Instagram. Most of the time, it's like I'm at a store, I see a beer, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. 
shorts I actually follow because they are constantly putting out great beers all the time. And most of the time yeah. we get them in Michigan. Like they don't put them out in other states, but most of the time they make right. them statewide. Um, and there's one they have coming out that's a dark London red. Oh, I'm very interested in that. That's the other one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Mm. God, I want a beer. I drink all mine. I bought a six pack and I drank through it. It may be spooky season, but it's definitely beer season. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Szymanski. Jared, how the heck are you? Joe, I have <clears throat> something in my brain. Oh, boy. It's a tadpole. It's a mind flare tadpole. <gasps> okay. And I should have been turned into a mind flare days ago. And I haven't this transformed game, yet. And nobody understands why. You haven't why. yet. You know? Uh, I've heard it's uh, it's crawling up in there. It's going to dig its way through. Eventually, it's going to get you. So for those that, that have no idea what I'm talking about, which I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast don't, uh, Baldur's Gate yeah, 3 nerds. Um, has come out. And Baldur's Gate 3 is basically D&D, the video game. Um Yeah. If you asked me, Jared, if you could have a video game, what would that video game be? It would just be Baldur's Gate. Really? I need to play this game. It is it is maybe Baldur's Gate Lord of the Rings style. Like if you could combine those two uh. things, that maybe that's my dream video game. But uh. okay. This game is everything. It's Dungeons and Dragons, it's high fantasy, it's like it's just amazing. It's, it's amazing. Top to bottom. The story, the characters, everything about it is amazing. Um, it's a nerd's dream. It's a nerd's what it sounds like. dream. So much so that there were other video games that I was looking forward to coming out later in the year, like a game called Starfield is coming out from Bethesda, who yeah. makes uh, all the Skyrim game or the Skyrim, makes Skyrim and the other games like that. Elder Scrolls. Elder yeah. Scrolls games. Thank you. Um I'm not even that excited for it anymore because I don't know if it's going to hold up to how I feel about Baldur's Gate. It's just so I'm I'm engrossed. It's the only thing I've thought about. Yeah. But what are you what are you playing as? What's give me your class? Give me your race? Give me all that all that good stuff. So give me uh, some flavor. I'm a halfling, a okay. uh, lightfoot halfling, um, okay. and I am a monk. Uh, way of the f- open hand. Interesting. But okay. I've gone back and forth. So I actually started as a sorcerer. So I started the game okay. as a sorcerer. But the cool thing about Baldur's Gate is you can literally just straight up respec your entire character um, class, not race. You can't change anything about how you look or your race or anything like that, but you can change your whole class. So I made it about three levels into sorcerer, enough to get like sorcery points. And I was like, you know, yeah. I don't love this. This is going to get very nerdy, so just bracing people listening to this. <laughs> the combat in this game are much longer than normal D&D. Okay. Really? So, like, if I think about a normal battle that we have in D&D on tabletop, it's yeah. at most five rounds, right? Yeah, Four, ish. I would five. Say 
five to ten on a like a big battle. Yeah, which you know each round lasts let's say two, three minutes. Well, be like six minutes mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, especially not anymore. Now I'm plowing through people, and I think that's just the way D and D scales. Like I'm level ten right. now, and I'm just plowing through battles. It's not, uh, it's not anything. Um, but at the beginning. It just takes a long time, and for sorcerers, the only way to do damage is to cast spells and burn spell slots. Yeah, and you only get those back on long rests, not yeah. short rests. So, like, I would have to go into battle, use all my spell slots, long rest, get all my spell slots back, and I couldn't short rest. I couldn't keep adventuring. I couldn't keep doing things. I had to like keep long resting and then burning right. through all my spell slots. I was like, this is just not a fun way to play uh and i i had bounced back and forth between the monk and sorcerer um so i was like you know what screw it i'm only level three just gonna switch over to monk go go monk for the game uh and then i re i tweaked my party a little bit um okay where i had two i had a rogue a barbarian a cleric and me the sorcerer so one two two casters two melees right uh which is a good rule of thumb I switched it so I was going to be the other melee. So I dumped the rogue. I right. went other melee, and then I went and picked up a warlock. And warlocks get their spell slots oh. back on short rests and Eldritch Blast. So Interesting. Uh, wow, this is the nerdiest conversation we've probably ever had. I'm so, I apologize uh, fully to everyone is, listening who just tuned out for whatever this is was. Is there actual, like, dice rolls in quotations yeah, in the game? So like, that, do you roll I think a the, d20? The coolest thing about it is you don't always see it, right? So, like, normally in combat, part of the reason it takes forever for us to play D&D, like, three hours, is because it's like, I have to roll my D20. Okay, that's that number. Add my... All of that in combat is taken care of. You just click on attack. It does the roll in front of you. Add your damage. Or it just says miss, right? It doesn't... Right. But cool things are, like, lock picking. It has your bon- your dexterity, your sleight of hand, all there at the bottom. You can add a guidance cantrip if you have somebody who knows guidance on it, right? And like, yeah. it has all that in front of you, and then you click the dice, and it rolls in front of you, and then adds up your modifiers to it. Interesting. Uh, so, like, big things like that, like persuasion checks, charisma checks, uh, intimidation checks when you're in conversation. It's And something um, that is supposed to happen in D&D but Kevin is a nice DM and doesn't happen is when you make a decision in D&D it's supposed to be permanent right right for the, for the moment um whereas like okay uh if if we're playing at home D&D I'll, I'll tell Kevin like uh I want to do a persuasion check okay yeah and then if it doesn't work I can kind of talk my way around out of it and this, that's your right. decision. You fail a persuasion check, you're in a fight. Oof. Like, Oof. Uh, and so that's, I, I have led to, I save scum. I'm not going to lie. I like quick save sometimes throughout the game or save. Right. And then I'll reload. If I don't get the outcome that I want out of the interaction, I'll reload it because yeah. it's my video game and I can do whatever I want. I get the outcome I want. So, <laughs> um, for the most part. I, now, I'm not, I'm not as like, some people will quick sw- quick save everything, and if that exact thing doesn't go the way that they want it, they'll switch it. For the most part, I'm like, I play the game the way the game is meant to be played, or the way that, like, I yeah. let the game tell the story. 
Uh, I think right. they hit, this game has 17,000 endings. Absurd. Uh, it's just so wide open. There's so many different paths you can take. Um, minor spoiler, but to leave Act 1, you either go the mountain route or you go the Underdark route. And like on my playthrough, mm. I went through the Underdark because I already found it. I already knew. First. I'd already explored it. We're doing an Underdark campaign. I was like, I'm curious to see what that looks yeah. like. Um, so I went the Underdark. I have no idea what the mountain path is like. That's a whole act two of the game that I have zero clue what is happening there or what's going on or what's out there. So like the next time I play through this game, just going to go the other way and see what that is. So it's very neat. It's very D and D. I have been absolutely uh, enthralled by it for the last two weeks since you've been gone. So um, that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. I want to play it so bad. Um, just because, like, we can't D&D as often as we want Correct. to. Right? Like, because the biggest enemy of D&D is time commitments. Scheduling. <laughs> Scheduling. Um, boy, how does that sound fun? And it gives you the chance to, like, mess around with characters that you never thought you would play. Builds like, you've never thought. Like, so, like, my monk, I continue. And because, so, I, I mentioned this, but, like, respecking is 100 gold. And you have thousands and thousands yeah. of gold pieces, right? So it's basically free. You yeah. can respec anybody and anything. So like your party, if you wanted to, I didn't because it's my first playthrough. I wanted to play the characters as they were built. I wanted to pick like the party with, but like my next playthrough, right. I can just change them to be whatever I want them to be. Right. Like, yeah, I multi-classed my barbarian into three levels of fighter. So she's level seven right. barbarian, three levels of fighter to get that action. You know, and you can just, I, I don't like playing martial characters like that. So I don't think I would ever make a barbarian fighter. Maybe I would. Um, right. But I can try it here. You know, like monk, we Ooh. talked about the next time we want to play a campaign. I want to play a monk. Well, now I've played a monk. I know kind of like right. how to play it. Uh, and you can just test a bunch of things and you can do, even if, even if you wanted to, you could like at the end game, just continue to change your class because you have to, so the max level in this is 12. So if you get to max level oh, okay. and you just kind of want to mess around, you can just put your 12 levels into whatever class you want, see what they're like at max level, then go back huh. to the class you were playing before. Interesting. Well, that's very cool. I'm uh, very happy for you. I'm going to have to watch some videos because I want to see what this game looks like. Um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you. It's very How many cool. hours do you have into this game? Let the people know. The people know. Uh, we did this the other day. It's already in my top uh, eight games. It was the other day. It is. It's still eight. I have 61 hours in it. 61 hours. Now, that is how many days? 2.66 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Uh, it's been out, what, two weeks? weeks so when i played skyrim that's the game i played the most i only had maybe a hundred hours in that total mm-hmm. um i was like wow that's a long time but like it is a long time skyrim. to put yeah. it in perspective the last game so like some comparable time that i spent in a game like this is like the witcher that's like a game yeah. i played front to back story story wise and things like that all of my other games that i've put a lot of hours in are like uh like valheim which i've done over and over again you build you explore right you, you know like i put a lot of hours into that it's kind of like minecraft um 
this game being a story game, the only other comparable is like The Witcher, and I'm already just one hour behind the total amount of hours I've put into The Witcher. Right. And I beat The Witcher thoroughly. Right. So, well, that's that's awesome. I hope we can play some D&D soon. We can roll some dice. Um, maybe maybe we have a bachelor party next weekend. Maybe you, me, Evan, Luke, Will, we can, we can stay up late. A little I, nerd session. A little we'll two-hour We'll talk about shot. this off recording. I got ideas. <laughs> I got ideas. We'll talk about this off recording. Um, Perfect. So that's what I've been doing over the weekend. Um, nice. Everything else, the kids are good. We uh, hung out mainly. It's been really rainy here. Just in general, yeah. this summer, it's been super rainy. So we haven't done too much. Um, this upcoming weekend is Dream Cruise. Uh, and then I'm oh. also, yeah. Ben is going to love it, and I'm going to hate every minute. I always do. I hate every minute of Dream Cruise. You can't leave the house. You yeah. can't go anywhere. You can't go up. It's just I've complained about this every year on the podcast. I complain about it. Right. It, they've already – it's Thursday. They closed off uh, – I had therapy today. I had to go a different route to therapy because they closed off the road to get the therapy oh. because it's already preparing for showcases and stuff. It just drives me nuts. I hate it. Um, yeah. My son, Ben, on the other hand, is going to love it. Cars, rum rums. Yeah just any vehicle anything with a motor and he loves it so he we're probably gonna walk out uh we can get to woodward from our house so probably gonna walk out to woodward watch the cars do you know let let him see it and hang out and watch the cars drive by do that for a little bit and then this weekend or on saturday the lions are playing a preseason game um and our buddy derosia has season tickets and they're not going this weekend so he gave them oh nice yeah so um, I I don't know. Katie keeps waffling back and forth. She's like, I kind of want to go, but I kind of want you to take Ben. I kind of want to go, but I kind of want you to take Ben. So I have no idea. I'm going, and plus one other member of the family. Is, um, it, is that on Saturday? It's on Saturday. Say, I got plans. If not, I'm bull rushing. I will knock over Ben to go to that football game. Okay, deal. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I got plans. So yeah, well. Ben can have this. Ben can have this one. It's not too late to buy uh, uh, Thanksgiving tickets. We all have Thanksgiving tickets. You really? Yeah. Yeah, we're going this year. We're making it a tradition, Joe. The lines are going to be good. We're all going to go to the Thanksgiving game. Whoa. It's kind of fun. It's kind of want to go. I'm telling you, it's not too late. Um, um, oh, that's exciting. That's yeah, cool. So it's been good. So it's been a good... Uh, I've been engrossed in, in my video game, but the kids are good, everybody. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Ben has his last... Uh, group session um, next uh, Monday or the Monday we get back from Kevin's bachelor party. Uh, I know we talked about that because you, uh, Cora starts preschool that day, right? Yeah. 28th. Yep. Um, ben starts the week after, so it's it's closing getting time, old. Joe. Oh, man. They're getting older. It's kind of sad. Wild. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a good close of summer. It's just kind of it's rapidly approaching. Katie's going back to school here soon. The kids are going to get back into going to Katie's mom's house every day, and then the house is going to be quiet again. It's going to be wild. Wow, that's that's crazy. I can't believe it's here. We're back to back to school. I know it. So, well, how about yeah. you tell me? I know we talked a little bit about uh, what you were going up to do, but I, I you, yeah, I want to give you the space to kind of like talk about camp and what you guys do and what you did and the history behind it and all that stuff. So the floor. For the rest of this time is is for you, my friend. Perfect. So what I did last week um, was I volunteered at a camp 
special days camps, which is a children's oncology camp. Um, now, when I say that, a lot of people get, you know, they kind of go like, oh, that must be so sad or so hard. And it's not. Um, to be honest, it's probably one of my top three favorite places in the world. It's um, a space that is fun, exciting. Uh, it's like a big family. It's very, you know, very much full of love and, and fun. Um, so how we got involved in special days was uh, Kayla's brother was diagnosed with leukemia, I think, when he was five. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, you know, as he's going through treatment, um, you know, he's, I, I think he went to U of M. I could be lying about that. Um, but anyway, while he's going through treatment, a lot of doctors and people will visit him and kind of hand out pamphlets for stuff that kids going through treatments can do. And one of these camps that is prominent in the area, special days, there are other oncology camps around the country, around the world, um, around Michigan. This is one that really stuck out because the way special days works is there is one week for the cancer patients and survivors. And then the week before that is actually a week for siblings of those cancer patients and survivors. So not only do the cancer kids have their week to go and do their thing, but siblings have their moment to be away for a week and just be kids and not have to worry about what's going on at home That's awesome. for a week. Yeah, so that kind of really stuck out. So they sent um, Kayla and Keaton, and Keaton went a couple times, but he didn't love it as much as Kayla did. Kayla really latched onto it um, and basically went from the time she was seven, eight years old up until we had Cora every year. Oh, wow. Um, so just a little bit of background, and then I'll kind of go through what we did. Um, special days actually started in 1978, 45 years ago, um, by a doctor um, or an oncologist in Kalamazoo named George Royer. Um, one night in 1977, he was uh, reading about a camp program outside of Chicago, and basically that night he came home and told his wife, Carol, Carol, I want to start a camp for kids. So that following year, him and another family called the Lemieux family they created special days and it started with 50 campers uh, and a volunteer staff and a whole medical staff. So when we go, we have nurses, we have doctors, we have um, PAs, we have RNs, we have nurse practitioners, we have full medical staffs that volunteer at this camp. So if kids do have chemo treatments or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. um, they can get it there. While they're there. That's uh, awesome. While they're at camp. Yeah. Um, so they start this program in 1978 and then five years later, um, special days started their sibling program, which they called partners week. Um, that again, gave that chance for, um, siblings to have that special place where they could be, um, away and not have to worry. So, the Royers, George and Carol, who started this, they came to camp every year up until they both passed away in 2019. Um, George passed away, I think, in maybe September, and then Carol passed away in, like, December. Like, they were just a couple months apart from oh, each wow. other. Yeah. Um, so this is actually, especially this is actually the uh, second 
longest running oncology camp in the world. That's wild. Yes. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing, amazing place. So what we do there, that was just a little bit of background. What we do there is, um, like I said, that first week is the partner's week, is the siblings week. And the week consists of a lot of structured programming for kids. Um, you have an opening campfire. Then you go with your age groups. And every day there's different structure for those age groups, different programming. Then at the end of the week, you have your closing campfire and what you call wish boats. Um, and the age groups kind of are broken down between five and six-year-olds, or I'm sorry, five to seven-year-olds. They're called all-stars. Well, they're not anymore, but these we called all-stars. The eight to nine-year-olds, then 10 to 11, 12 to 13, 14 to 15, and 16 to 17. Those were like the age groups. Hmm. And you stayed within your age group and you did those activities and each village had a different motto that they kind of worked towards throughout the week. So they go friendship, enthusiasm, responsibility, respect, teamwork, and leadership. And the thought was, as you go through camp and grow up in camp, you're going to learn these kind of lessons along the way. You're like, you're going to have fun, but you're also going to kind of gain something from it too. Sure. Um, so that while they do, you know, typical camp things like, Jumping in a lake, uh, canoeing, zip lining, high ropes, low ropes, um, arts and crafts, all this kind of stuff. You're also taking away a little bit more from it. Um, so Kayla went through, you know, almost the entire programming and then became an SIT, a staff in training. And then she went and worked in arts and crafts or she worked at a cabin for a couple of years. And then she said, hey, I like arts and crafts. You know, I went to school for art. She became the arts and crafts director from the camp. Um, she created a craft that got awarded an award, like for net from a national like organization. Oh, neat. Or cancer camps. Yeah. Um, so she's been pretty prominent throughout this time. And then uh, maybe 10 years ago, Kayla and I had been dating for probably six years at that point. She finally said, okay, you can come to camp with me um because it's so special to her mm -hmm. and it's her spot she wanted to make sure that kind of you know i was ready for it and i was in for the long haul that's why i got to go to camp uh and it was an amazing amazing place now at the end of the week in camp you have these things called wish boats and what this is is make a boat out of bark and twigs and limbs and you put a candle on it for every member of your village of your age group and after the closing campfire you go to the lake you light the candles and you just have like a solemn moment for like 15 minutes where you live whatever feelings you're feeling at that time any feeling is valid um some people are happy a lot of people are sad a lot of people are happy crying a lot of people are sad crying um because there's a lot to think about you know your sibling there's potentially chances that you've lost your sibling mm -hmm. due to this stuff. Um, or you could be happy that your sibling is in, you know, uh, is in remission and is beat its stuff, you know, beat, beat yeah. the cancer. So yeah. um, now when you're at the survivors and uh, patients week, it's a little different. That's the week that Kayla and I went this year. Um, it's our first year back about five years. Um, because oh, we had Cora, and then, long, yeah. 
Yeah, we had Cora, and then we had COVID, and all that. It was our first year back. Um, we went the second week. The second week is a little bit lo- slower paced. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less kids because it's you know only one, typically one kid per family, uh, where siblings, you know, you could have two or three siblings. Um, so there's a less kids. Um, and we had to like combine age groups because there's less kids. Uh, so what I did there this last week was I was the village director of the oldest group, which was from 14 to 17 year olds. Um, so I created their programming. I picked the events that they were going to do, um, tried to incorporate those mottos and, uh, of teamwork and leadership as best as I could into that structured programming. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the week, you know, it was just a very quick week. So the things that we did, I only, I actually only had uh, three kids, like in my whole group. Yeah, oh, wow. it was tiny. Yeah. Um, so we did things like the oldest group gets to go off camp for a day. So we went to Craig's Cruisers and we rode go karts and played putt putt and did arcade games and ate pizza. Um, then the group before that, the trailback, the 14 and 15 year olds, they actually have a canoe trip and an overnight that happens. So the next day we went on a canoe trip and That's then we awesome. stayed overnight at a beach, um, just down, you know, like an eighth of a mile away. Um, That's a blast. Then, yeah. It's really cool and really fun. And then throughout the week we did things, you know, like our open activities, which like arts and crafts going on a boat, um, swimming in the lake, playing in the sand pit, whatever it might be. Uh, and then we did um, high ropes in the dark. Like after closing campfire, we do nighttime high or not high ropes. I'm sorry, zip lining, zip lining in the dark, which is pretty cool. Terrifying. Yeah, and we did high ropes too, which is pretty cool. You know, getting 45 feet up in the air and and walking around on different things. Um, but the whole the whole point of camp is to give a kid with cancer that one week of just feeling like a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to do everything we can to make you feel that way. If you're in a wheelchair, we're going to get you up in the air. If if you're willing, we're going to get you on the zip line somehow, or we're going to get you to into the lake, you know, and we're going to make sure you do it safely. That was a very nice thing that you said. It also came off extremely threatening. If you're in a wheelchair, we're going to get you in the air. We're going to get you in the we're air. We're going to get you. Uh, like, and, and it's a very, it's a place where a lot of the staff come back every year. These are staff that have, um, more often than not grown up there, right? Like they Mm -hmm. go every year and they've been campers and they've seen the impact that it has on their lives. Um, but then there's also a lot of staff that are staff kids. So as a staff member, your kids were old enough you could bring them and they could go through the programs as well um so this year the director actually told me like hey why don't you bring your kids and have kayla come and her whole like she can just take care of your kids like while you're there Hmm. um you can work the camp but kayla can just experience camp with the kids and not have to worry about planning anything creating anything other than hanging out with your kids um, so that was kind of, this was the first year they kind of had like three, a couple, three-year-olds running around, um, just kind of being at camp, like experiencing camp. That's pretty neat. 
True. I, it was tough for Kayla, you know, because yeah. Grayson is at that age where he just doesn't know not to do things. Like, don't run towards the lake or don't run oh into boy. the woods. My, <laughs> I have one up rapidly approaching that. Boy, do I know it. Yeah. So, all this being said, um, camp is an amazing place. Special Days Camp is an amazing place that Kayla and I cannot wait to continue to go to and cannot wait to keep our kids going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just want to call out, like, you know, we're always looking for donations, funding, whatever it might be. Um, we're also always looking for families, too, that uh, are in need of a place like this. Um, because without people coming to camp, camp goes away, you know? Right, right. Um, so we always are looking for donations to help broaden that reach. Um, and also we kind of have like a no camper left behind thought process. Like if you can't afford to come to the camp, we You'll make we it come happen. to camp. Like yeah. we're still going to make it happen. Um, so donations go to that. It goes to shirts. It goes to paying the camp that we go to. Cause we, um, like a floating camp, like special days is an organization, but then they pick a camp to do the camp at for the right. week. So this, this year and it, for several years in the past, it's been at YMCA Pendaluan in um, Whitehall, which is just outside of Muskegon. Mm-hmm. So, boy, that's out there. Know, no wonder you didn't have service. Yeah, yeah, it was like three, almost three and a half hours away in the middle of woods. Um, it's a good way to just tune out for a week and and oh, yeah. not worry about what's going on in the real world. Um, so yeah, if if you or somebody you know has a child with cancer, you've been affected by cancer in any way, I would recommend looking into special days and seeing what uh, they offer because it's an amazing place. And you know, even if you haven't been to this camp, you can still volunteer and mm-hmm. uh, you know come on as staff and see what it's about because you know while. We are always looking for new families to come in as kids and campers. We're also looking for new staff all the time, too. And like I said, word of mouth is huge. So just telling somebody about it, too. This year, we had a lot of new nurses come and visit and a lot of new doctors come and visit just to check out the camp so that they could go back and tell their patients, hey, visited this camp. Um, This is what they're about. And it's the most fun, amazing, loving um supportive place i've ever been to everybody loves it everybody like there's songs and chants that you do at camp and um everybody just gets into it and uh it's just it's just a blast i would recommend everybody check it out um if you are interested you can go to special days uh specialdays.org uh is the website and there's all information about the camps about the villages about how to donate how to get involved um if you are interested and like i said if you know um somebody with you know with cancer that's a kid or you know they've lost somebody um have them check it out because uh, it's an amazing opportunity to give families a little bit of uh uh an excitement a little bit of joy a little bit of support and relief um lost a camper last year or this earlier this year camper who had been very prominent she's been there since i think she was an all-star Mm. Um, I think she was 16 or 17. Um, we lost her this spring, and her mom came around this year um, just to kind of be around yeah. a place where her daughter was, like, the most happiest. 
Um, wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's, that's special days. That's where we were. It was an amazing week. It's a fun week. It's, you know, quick week. The week yeah. went by so quickly. Um, but it, it's great to get to know kids. And, like, two of the campers I started with 10 years ago are staff now, like, in their 20s. And I knew them when they were 10. And I was like, this is so gross. Like, I'm you're so getting old, old but man. You're so old. Like, it's amazing to see you do this thing and, like, be here as a staff with your own kids. And I had you, you know, from the, you were 10 to 14, like, I had you for four years, four mm-hmm. summers in a row. I was with you. And now you have your own kids. And it's just, it's weird to, like, see them grow up and, and do amazing things and be there for, you know, campers the way that, you know, they were a camper and yeah, I got to experience them growing up. So pretty cool. It's a pretty neat place. I would recommend everybody goes to a camp. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for sharing that with us. I think uh, it's really important what you do. It's also really important to think about and talk about and, and get that out of the open. So I appreciate you sharing it. So I'm really, uh, I'm glad to, to know that you are out there doing good stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you. I, I, we try. We try. The Lopez's try. Hey, everyone's got to add a little light to this world, and you're doing more than the rest of us, so I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so with that, why don't we let these people go? Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Um, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, a rating, a review. All that stuff helps us. Um, it really, really helps us out a lot. Um, Shoot us an email at bigdadenergypod at gmail.com. Uh, give us some ideas, some topics, your, you know, what it's like for you being a dad or a parent. Uh, that would be cool. And also, don't forget to go visit shopforefathers.com and use our code BDE25 for 25% off your purchase. There's some really sweet shirts and socks you can go check out. Um, but definitely don't forget to use the code BDE25 at shopforfathers.com. That's F-O-R-E fathers.com. Shop F-O-R-E fathers.com. Um, go <laughs> you go got check there. that out. Uh, you got there. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on our social media. Uh, we just posted uh, a post showing off our four, forefathers gear. So go check that out. We're at Big Dead Energy Podcast on Instagram. We're at Big Dead Energy Pod on Twitter and Facebook. So go find us there. Uh, and make sure you, uh, follow and, uh, follow along. If you haven't, like Joe said, leave us a like, leave us a subscribe. All that helps, uh, the discoverability of the podcast. So we'd appreciate you if you went and left us a review, that'd be great. Uh, and just thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you coming back every week. If that's all you can do, that's all we, uh, all we need from you. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, click your tongue twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.